Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the seventh season of the Combustion Chronicles podcast, where bold leaders combine with big ideas to make life better for all of us. I'm your host, Sean Nason, CEO and founder of Mofi. As a maverick-minded, human-obsessed, experienced evangelist, I believe the only way to build a sustainable and thriving business is to put people first. Throughout this season, we'll be connecting you, the listener, with cutting-edge leaders in the experience world who are challenging old ways of thinking with bold new ideas and a commitment to human-centric design. Experience matters, people matter, and revenue matters. That's why it's time to ignite a people-first experience revolution. My guest today, Cheryl Whining-Kish, is Chief People Officer at HOA Brands, which operates or franchises close to 400 Hooters restaurants in 38 states and around the globe. She actually began her career as one of the brand's familiar Hooters girls, rising through the ranks to become the company's first female vice president in the 90s and returned to the company in October 2019. In between... She served as an in-house or external consultant to organizations in academia, rent-to-own, government, technology, transportation, healthcare, and other industries. Through it all, she has focused on identifying talent and giving employees a platform to shine, grow, and become whoever they want to be, wherever their path leads them. Welcome to the Combustion Chronicle, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. I'm excited. Absolutely. I am so excited to have you on here. And I love that last part of your bio where you talk about letting people become whomever they want to be, wherever their path leads them. And so people don't know it as HOA, right? Friends, they know it as Hooters. So you were a Hooters girl. And I think people have some stigmas around that. But in the brand's early years and now, on your second stint as an executive at the company, can you tell us what it's like to return to the company that gave you your start and helped you launch your life and career? Absolutely. I'm honored to be back. I am just thrilled at this stage of my life and my career. And I've had a really amazing career that I'm very proud of to be back with a brand that really helped to launch who I am today and what I ended up doing throughout my career. And so now to be back and to be able to mentor and share and help develop others to find their path, it's a big deal to me. I'm excited. To me, it's a beautiful story, like to circle back there. And it's so important for people to understand that. So I'm glad you're having a great time and impacting so many lives with that. And so let's talk about guest experience, customer experience. I don't know how you guys call it there. HOA, but it's a huge part of success in hospitality. And I was fortunate enough, I worked for the Disney company, so I understand that. And actually, my first job, I was 14 and I was a waiter. And my parents owned restaurants too. 
a restaurant early on in my life. But I think you would agree that other parts of this experience ecosystem, including the employee experience, are critically important too. And we talk about it as an experience ecosystem. You can't have just one or the other. You have to have it all together. So we've all heard about the staffing challenges very recently in the hospitality industry um, coming out of COVID here. So what do restaurants need to do to improve the employee experience and keep that retention rate for restaurants? Yeah, well, first, I want to say I think all of us that started as teenagers or young adults in the hospitality industry, we have a leg up, don't we, when it comes to (laughs) understanding how important experience is, both guest experience and our employee experience. But I think what we need to always remember, and and I, I remember being very young in my career and realizing in my professional career and realizing there's so much effort that's put into marketing, the external piece, marketing, branding, creating amazing experiences for external customers. And I remember I was uh, in charge of the training department. I came into the corporate office and I and I said to our marketing leader at the time, well, we need to do the same thing and put just as much money and effort into what the employee experience is going to be like. If you want to get the results that you're going for externally, then we have to make it just as much fun, just as appealing, just as exciting as we would to the external customer. So that's the first step. And then really realizing in order to get to business results, you have to create experiences first because experiences drive beliefs and beliefs drive behaviors. And so if company X says, I want my ROI to be this, or I want my traffic to be this, then we've got to create experiences for our employees that will drive their beliefs, that will then drive their behaviors to ensure that those results are met. So hopefully that answered your question, but I feel very passionately about that. I don't remember ever hearing an executive in in your type of role as a chief people officer that talks about it that way. And I love that you said, Experience drives beliefs, beliefs drives behavior. So can you actually give us a story um, about when designing that type of experience for employees made someone's life better? Yeah, there's a couple examples. I'll go to one that's outside of Hooters organization because I've got, there's a big one that has to do with Hooters branding when we transitioned the San Remo Hotel in Las Vegas uh, to a Hooters Casino Hotel and what that experience was like. But I'm going to go with what we did at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And so we're talking about prior to the stadium opening, a year out, really designing how we were going to inculcate the values of Arthur Blank and his executive team, right, into those 7,000, most of them transient temporary employees. And so creating amazing experiences during the onboarding actually resulted in the voice of the fan sharing that the guest experience exceeded expectations. So I have it in my mind's eye. You've got to create this fun and this energy. You've got to ensure that values aren't something on a wall, that they're inculcated. And so now all of a sudden you have the lives of 7,000 people who might be selling tickets or selling beer or sweeping the sidewalk or whatever they're doing, and they're jumping up and down and they're part of something bigger than themselves. And I think that that's what really drives 
us as human beings is knowing that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. So that's one example that I have. Okay. So I have to ask though the second example, and let me tell you why. It's a personal reason. My, um, I come from a family who appreciates gambling. Let me okay. Both terms. Yes. Um, and one of my appreciations and family's appreciation um, later on in my parents' life was the San Remo Hotel. <gasps> no, get out. Get out. <laughs> I've spent many a night sleeping at the San Remo Hotel. Oh, my which God. Is no longer that because it came the Hooters Hotel. Tell us about that experience. Uh, I'm like, I have to know this. Okay. So thank you for letting me talk about it because it's one of the great experiences of my life. So this is after I had left the brand, but I was brought in as a consultant. And this was a year prior to the San Remo actually transitioning to Hooters Casino Hotel. And my role was to ensure that, again, that the culture that Hooters was known for and Hooters wanted to bring was there that the all of the employees were able to live and breathe that culture. And so you're taking it. I'm sorry. I know your parents loved it, but it was a tired, sleepy, old hotel, the San Remo. And, and they like, were tired, sleepy, old people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. And then you have this brand, right? Hooters, Hooters Girls, high energy. And I'll share with you one goal we had was that this was a non-unionized property. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure that it stayed non-unionized, right? And one way to do that is to ensure that you're taking care of people and that you're creating beliefs that they're working for a super great company and um, and that there's employee value proposition and all of that. So very purposely, we said, we are going to give every single existing San Ramo team member, employee, the opportunity to transition over if they can show that they can live and breathe and demonstrate what we defined as the wow factors, right? And so there's a lot of work that went in to all of this, working with the board, defining the vision, defining the behaviors that demonstrated these 10 wow factors, super exciting onboarding and all of that. And then there was a a follow-up mechanism to ensure that they were being demonstrated all the way from the executive team down. And we were very, very success- successful in that first year. I think it was number one in customer service in Las Vegas when it opened. I mean, this was back in around 2005, 2006. So it was a great experience, really fun. It was also a challenge because you were taking behaviors that weren't the norm and helping people to adopt new behaviors that were super customer centric. And in the meantime, they got excited about it. They're working for a fun place. So. I had to know the story and I love it. I mean, it's great. I, I am still a, a frequenter of Vegas. So I'm going there in a week. I'm going for the NASCAR. The, uh, so, you know, Chase Elliott is our is our driver and he is doing extremely well. I think it's the last race of the season. So I'll be in Vegas. Awesome. So everybody who I know, every executive and experience has done some very different career paths. And so you spent a lot of time in HR early in your career. And now today, is there a moment um, when you had that aha, where that light went off, when you said, this is more than just about pay and benefits? Because I still think HR struggles with that. I worked with the CEO when we designed the chief people officer role here at HOA for Hooters. We very purposely designed it to be a partner to HR, but not traditional HR. So my role is focused very much on 
people, culture, engagement, experience, all of that, some talent management, that sort of thing. I think that my aha came before I was even in uh, the HR side of the business. I come from operations. So I too worked as a teenager, worked in my early college years in restaurants and waitress and bartender. And I remember I was a new manager with a brand early in my career. And it was about, I can see it right now, Sean, there was a dishwasher, I believe he was from Haiti. And I remember conversing with him and realizing how important the way he felt about being in this country and about working for our company. And just that paying attention to who individuals are as individuals, it's like a light bulb went off in him. And all of a sudden you saw him see that he had opportunity and was a part again of something bigger than himself. So I don't think it came in the time of HR. I think it came in my time of working in operations and just being really connected to the people that make things happen. In this case, it was in our restaurants and hotels. And I love that your role is connected, but separate, right? And that you're really focusing on those things that make those things build the foundation to make all of those things successful. So I love that. So we talk a lot about at Mophie that we are maverick-minded and human-obsessed. And so it's great to hear that you are definitely human-obsessed. And I'm learning very maverick-minded as well in your thinking and being So how might you, as an executive, encourage people to be willing to step out of the box and think a little bit more like Mavericks and think differently, especially in that type of role that you're in, at national brands where consistency is such a major selling point and a factor operationally? And I think about this for myself all the time. How do we push ahead? Where are we five years from now, 10 years from now? Hooters celebrated its 39th anniversary. We're going into 40 years. But we have to be thinking about the future. So one recommendation is really reading and staying on top of what are futurists saying about where we're going on this planet, right? Where is Gen Z going to be? Where is your future customer coming from, your future employee coming from? What's going to be important to them? And build those into your programs now. One of the exercises I'm going to go through very shortly here with a coach and mentor of mine is we're going to be actually going through an exercise and looking at future scenarios, future state scenarios, sort of those what ifs. Okay, what if this happened? What's the worst case? What's the best case? What are we going to do as an organization if ABC happens? but really thinking out based on what futurists are saying. So I think it's also not ever becoming complacent with who you are. I mean, we as a brand, we're very iconic. We have 100% brand recognition. Doesn't mean 100% people have come in or want to come in, but you say Hooters and people know, what are we going to need to do to ensure that we're attracting? And that's what I would say to others is, how are you going to attract the employee that wants to work for you doesn't have to work for you because they don't have to work for anybody. So, and one size does not fit all. And so a lot of things we're doing, I don't want to go on too long about it, but it's pushing the team to really be future state focused, do a lot of visioning exercises and those future scenario exercises that I mentioned. I think it's powerful. Wish more companies would think in that future state and not be so much into the day to day, because let's be real about it. 
So a lot of executives are very stuck into the day-to-day, and it's really hard for them to think into the future, but that's what's going to keep us a company successful and moving forward. So I guess I'll ask you this because I, I want to break a stigma that I think people have around Hooters. And you're a prime example. What would you say to people in the world and to our listeners who really still think, you know, when they hear Hooters, they think of the Hooters girls, they think of the outfits, they think of, is it demeaning to females for that? What would you say to them today in the role you're in and as where the company is? Because I think people really need to understand it's much like what the Miss America Foundation has gone through, right? It's not just a beauty pageant. People need to understand it's more than that. What would you say to the world around the Hooters girl and the Hooters brand that has been, you know, has some stigma around it? Yeah. So the first thing I'd say is, you know, we're going on 40 years and over 400,000 women have donned the orange shorts. So you don't have to ask me, ask them, because they'll tell you at with no hesitation what it means to them or meant to them to be able to, by choice, go to work for a brand where they had fun, formed a sisterhood and lifelong friends, were able to leverage working for the brand as a platform so that while they wore the orange shorts, they were preparing for life beyond the orange shorts. So what I would say is go talk to some of them, like our current uh, Deputy Secretary of Cybersecurity for the Commonwealth of Virginia, also a Marine and a former Hooters girl, or go talk to the entrepreneur that has a hugely successful digital company and social media company who's Hooters girl alum, or the vice president over at Focus Brands, or the CEO of whatever. And so one of the, and as I think you're aware, is one of my focuses as chief people officer is to shine a light on her story and help to shatter that stigma. It is her choice. It is her story. And she will be the first one to tell you that empowerment is about choice. And she is her own agency. And she chose for a period of time whether it was take advantage of tuition reimbursement or make money to feed her children or whatever it is to work for a brand that took care of her and takes care of her. And all of our, we call them team members, not employees. I love it. So yeah, I could go on and on, but we're collecting, we call them, I am a Hooters girl stories. And the first video you may have saw, uh, we put a little docu-series together. We're about to do the second one. Yeah. And, you were already going to be on the podcast when I saw that come out. And even for me, it was an aha for me. And I was kind of wanted to slap myself because my family has been involved in the Miss America uh, pageant for years. And my brother ran, helped run a couple states and coached. And I did some coaching there. They chose to put on the orange shorts, right? They choose to be in that pageant. Not any different than uh, our business partner, uh, Michael, is a Dallas Cowboys fan. Cheerleaders want to wear that Dallas Cowboys cheerleader outfit. But you also hear them talk about it was a launching platform for them to go be bigger and better things. And I love the fact 400,000 hundred girls and you're shining a light in a very different way. Well, I love it. And you know what I, I said recently at our conference in June, no more being on the defense. 
no more. We're going on offense with this. Over 40% of our operations managers are female. Most of them came up through the ranks. 75% of our marketing department are female of our corporate marketing department, all former Hooters girls. So, and 66% of our overall management team for the field and here, male or female came up through the ranks. So we're very focused on helping to better one's life. So you can tell I get really passionate. Oh, no, I love it. And that's why I wanted you on here. We met over LinkedIn. And just watching you share stories, I'm like, I want to talk with her. And I am so glad we have. And I'm going to give it one last question before we do our last thing here that we do on every episode. What's the best advice you've ever received about leadership? Know thyself. I've had a lot of coaches and I've done a lot of coaching. All of our leadership programs are grounded in neuroscience, the neuroscience of leadership. And I would say start there. We all are leaders of self, even if we don't have uh, team members that we're leading, we're leaders in our life. We're leaders in our families, we're leaders in our communities, we're leaders here at work, and we cannot lead if we don't first start with self. So that's the best advice I've ever gotten, and that's the advice I give. So let me ask you this question. What is that the same piece of advice that you would have given Cheryl the first time she put on the orange shorts as a girl? I think I would have told that girl, you are amazing, because I didn't have all of the confidence that I have now. So I think putting on the orange shorts and being allowed to be me and encouraged to grow gotten me to where I am today. But back then, I was not sure where I was going to end up or where I was going to go. I thought I was going to be a journalist, Sean. So I would just say, have confidence, trust yourself. You are amazing. So I hope our listeners heard those last two pieces of advice, though. Know thyself. And you are amazing. And um, you truly are amazing, um, Cheryl. And it's been an honor to have you here on the Combustion Chronicles. We close every episode out the same way. And they are three, they're called the Combustion Questions, three randomly selected questions from our human algorithm. They were just handed to me. And so I'm going to read them for the first time as I'm reading to you. So are you ready for your Combustion Question? I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So number one. If you could fly anywhere in the world for dinner, where would it be? I have not been to Italy and I have this vision of like an Italian villa in the on the mountainside overlooking the the sea. So I would love that for dinner. Well, did everyone hear that? We need to make that possible now for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Another, right? We're going to put it out in the universe and that's going to happen for you. I love it. Number 2. Which animal are you most afraid of? Oh my goodness. That's a great one. You've gotten me off guard here. What am I most afraid? Like, I would not want to deal with a rat. Is a rat an animal? I think, oh, yeah. is, right? So I yeah. would not want to deal with that. <laughs> the rodent. <laughs> a rodent. I love it. No. All right. Now this one you're going to have to think about. Number three, what do you think about scones? I think scones are good. You can't eat it without dipping it in your coffee. So it's only as good as the coffee you're going to dip it in. Beautiful. I love that <laughs> answer. Well, again, Cheryl, thank you so much. Um, you can find Cheryl on LinkedIn, just like I did. We became friends that way. Thank you so much for being on here. I'm really excited to have more conversations with you. Me too, Sean. I'm so glad that you reached out. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Combustion Chronicles. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review. Remember that I'm always looking to meet more big thinking mavericks. So let's keep the conversation going by connecting on LinkedIn. If you want to discover more about human obsessed, maverick-minded experience ecosystems, go to mofi.co where you'll find ideas and resources to help you ignite your own experience revolution. Or go to experienceevangelist.com to learn more about my mission to challenge leaders to blow up outdated siloed systems and rebuild them with an aligned human-first approach. And as always, stay safe, be well, and keep blowing shit up.